Slam Radio brings to you Eliminate Your Limits. You can call the show 786-828-7068. You can watch the show live on Periscope at Slam Radio XM. It's now time for Eliminate Your Limits with Brian and Kerry on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Got the wave in from Frankie. Hola. That means we are live on Sirius XM. Good Monday morning to everybody in Radio Land. Or if you're watching on Facebook Live, or if you're watching on Periscope, which is something I still don't know what it is or where it exists. Is it periscope.com? No idea. It's an app. I don't know. Maybe it's just we, we don't know. We don't. We should. We should stop professing that we even think we know. No, I actually quite literally always say yeah, I have I no idea. Yeah, yeah Periscope. Either. Periscope is an app that kind of just talks with Twitter. So like it's Twitter's form of playing video. But there, there's no use of explaining it right now because they're doing some sort of like like revamping of the website. So Periscope's going bye bye. So we're still trying to figure out how we're gonna go through Twitter. But don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. Frank is going to figure it out. Frank's the tank, man. Dude, Nothing gets by that it's guy. Good, it's a good thing we're not stressed about it. But you know what? You know what I'm going to say from now on? That we are streaming live on Facebook? Mm-hmm. Do we stream live on YouTube? We do. We stream, we're stream. streaming live on YouTube? Yes, correct. YouTube. And we are streaming live on Twitter. I'm right, going to say that. Correct. Do we stream live? You can stream live on Twitter. Via Periscope. That's what Frank just oh. explained. <laughs> but also, we are on Slam Radio, the historic Slam Radio Series XM 145, welcome to Eliminate Your Limits with Brian and Carey. It's going to be a barn burner if you're watching on Facebook. Hashtag barn burner right now. Yeah. I'm not going to say another word until you do it. You know, if I'm not mistaken, I think that we've had this, when I say we've had this show prepped, I mean Brian has had this show prepped for two weeks because it was um, a holiday Mm -hmm. and then last week I was ill. You were. So it was... So this is like a show, like for all we know, it's relevant to like 2020, no, not it, 2021 anymore. No, no. Well, because I, I, it's fully, I it's unbelievably relevant for right now. Yay. How crazy is that? But you know what? I wanted to start today somewhere off topic. <laughs> scares me. Shocking. Well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you what we're going to talk about for the bulk of the two hours. Okay. I'm ready. What do you do if you're having a crap day? Or if you're having a crap week? Nice. I'm or okay. if you're having a crap month, don't lie. You have crap months and you have crap weeks. You have crap days. And one of the things I think is so imperative about this topic is, well, there's a lot of things we'll talk about all of them, but here's one of them. This is not going to be fortune cookie. Okay. Cause this, this is what we get on a regular basis from people who watch and listen to us. And we, lo- we love this feedback. Mm-hmm. The things you teach are practical. Everybody knows the fortune cookie advice. Find perspective, they mm-hmm. say. When you're in the thick of it, it's like, how, how do you do that? Right. So this show is going to be dedicated to the people who may be in a funk. And we're going to help them alleviate that funk with practical tools. I have a question about this. I got an answer. Was this show built off of me having a bad day several weeks ago? No. Okay. Actually, it might have been because I, 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 I produced the show quite literally two and a half weeks ago. I feel three like, weeks ago. I feel like maybe it was, and I'm trying to remember what day it was. Okay, but let me add: if it was built off of that, here's the homage I'm paying to you. You're human. You have bad moments, bad days, oh my bad gosh, of course. like everybody else. But you never let yourself stay there. Yeah, clearly. I, I, I watch you evolve. I watch you uh, use the tools and I watch you gain ground. Yes. And that's very inspiring for me. And I want to inspire everybody else. You know, I think that, I think that it's necessary. So, he, okay. 
before <laughs> I think before you have tools available to you, uh, you, you know, you're what we would call unconsciously incompetent. Correct. You don't really know how to change it. Yes. Right. So I think it's upon ourselves to learn the tools mm -hmm. that we can use to get ourselves out of, an, of a bad mood or a bad space or a bad energy or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But, you know, once we have those tools, which is what our show is, you know, largely about yep. is that practical application of tools and practices that you best practices even for mindset and emotional well-being that once you have the tools they're they're yours and that you can actually learn how to manipulate them that's right right so much so right. that, make it make them yours yeah precisely. like yep. i'm even like i'm doing this for one of our our coaching programs i'm actually making an actual toolbox i love that that i'm going to throw in all these mindset tools yeah. that you know i'm going to demonstrate it like because the problem i think that some people have is that when you're in the bad moment you don't know how to pull on it you yeah. don't know what to do but if like literally imagine you had a toolbox you can yeah. open it up and take out a, a cue card yeah and it tells you do this well you know right? i want to add first of all on the facebook live stephen head says timely mm -hmm. which which i'll be brutally honest you you jokingly said before that this show has been produced for a few weeks and it might not be relevant anymore. And of course it still is. But I think the timing of this topic today is actually unbelievably relevant, more so than it would have been three weeks ago. For many reasons. Well, for many reasons, we're in the thick of the end of January, beginning of February. And I don't know if you know this or not, everyone listening and watching right now, this is the time of year that historically hits the skids for most people. This is data research collected on, you know, psychological trends and sociological trends of people in in the world at large. Yeah. January, end of January, beginning of to middle of February is a terribly challenging time for most people. We'll, we'll start to unpack why that's true and what we can do about it. So I'm glad it's yeah. timely. You know, I I, <laughs> I was making the joke yesterday in, in my women's group that I run. I was making the joke about the fact that it was January 89th. Yeah. Right. Because but I wasn't meaning that in a negative way, but like, I, I don't know about anybody who's listening right now, but it feels to me like January was the longest month ever. It yeah. always does. Now, not in a negative way. Not for like me. Just, Usually it, January goes by it was, fast. It was, a, it was a long, amazing, great month. But the thing that um, I noticed was that a lot of people, you know, if you believe in the whole power of the moon, last week was a wolf moon. Yeah. Um, it was a full moon. Hugely, I believe in it. Hugely impactful to Big a lot time. of people. Like last week in particular was a challenging week for a lot of my clients. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that, like you said, it's very timely yeah. as we're coming out of January, going into February. If you live in a wintry climate, yeah. the doldrums of winter. They're upon you for sure. So, so I'm going to circle back to you in one second. Okay. Because Stephen Head back on Facebook Live says, out of the blue, I got the blues. Mm. It probably wasn't as out of the blue as Stephen might realize. And that's true for anybody who might be in the skids or the blues right now. Right. But before we keep talking about that, it's a two-hour show. we got lots of time. We do. Here's what I've decided to do. I'm so stressed. It's two hours. Are you, no, I'm just joking. I, I had no idea what you were doing there or where it was coming from. I was from. just being playful. I was just being like, two hours. Could you do, could you do your scare thing again? <laughs> if, I, if, you're, if you're listening on radio right now, you're missing a show. Just, oh, I'm still man, gobsmacked. Okay. Here's what I've decided to do. Okay. Now, okay, we're live streaming on YouTube. We're live streaming through Twitter. Mm -hmm. We're live streaming on Facebook. And of course, we are on Slam Radio. Seriously. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> First, you got the willies, the ooh, ooh, and now we're coughing. I don't care. It's all good by me. But we're, of course, live on Slam Radio, Serious XM. Now, here's the question, and it's a good question. 
Well, I think it's a good question because you know, I'm the one who thought of the question. Mm -hmm. Which audience do you play to? But I want you to really think about that for a second because Facebook Live is right there right now. Mm -hmm. YouTube Live is happening, but it's not in our face. We can't see it. Yeah. Periscope slash Twitter Live, we've never even seen it before, but it's happening right now. And Sirius XM, of course, someone in their car right now is listening to us. Yeah. You can't play to all those audiences at the same time. Yeah. Does that make sense? You, you have a message, you teach it, you explain it, you do all the things you want to do and everyone's receiving it. But who do you play to? I, am I making sense of that? Yeah. Part? Are you asking me that question? Well, I actually didn't know your answer, but I'm going to tell you what I thought of. Yeah. You go first. Um, for me, I try to, so for me, I cater my, 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 I guess my message to the people who are listening because they can't see. So whenever I'm talking and sharing things, I always try to remember the people who can't see, but I'm actually looking at the Facebook audience, <laughs> which, which is the confusion I just mentioned, Yeah. right? You, you got to pick yeah. a, you got to pick an audience. So I have decided I'm picking one. All of the, all of the mechanisms, they're going to get our best, mm -hmm. the best lesson, all of it. Right. But it's official. We're playing the uh, Facebook live. Okay. That's what we're going to do every episode. Now okay. I'm going back to the old styles. We're going to talk about barn burners. We're going to talk about share trains. We're going to talk about crew nation and crew, crew, crews, all stuff like that. Oh yeah. But we could do that. Oh, totally. So yeah. I, I can blend that because I could still play to both. I, I, I get what you're saying. I actually think you're missing my point with this play to both thing, but that's what I've decided. Wow. I get it. I get where you were going because my brain computes. It's <laughs> not way. being delivered particularly well. No, I today. get it. I, I'm totally getting where you're going. So that said, we want you to listen, watch on all the mediums. Yeah. We don't 100%. have a favorite. But starting every Monday, starting at what time is it? Noon? 12 o'clock. Every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, we are here live until 2 p.m. Eastern. You can catch us on Facebook Live, catch us on SiriusXM, catch us on YouTube Live, catch us on Periscope slash Twitter. Yes, you may. Choose your medium. I love that. I have another I have another thing to talk about. Yeah. Before we get into our topic of the day. Why is the computer blank? I know it's like it's you guys, if you see me like if those of you who are watching, Still I keep looking at the computer. Our computer is doing this glitchy, funny thing. So I'm just hoping it's gonna not crash on us. Frank, I got no idea why it's doing that. So he can yeah. hear us. Don't worry, I can hear you guys. I got you guys covered. Well Anything happens, you know, that's the reason why I'm your 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 man. So I'm good. Frankie the Tanky is the producer. What does Erica say? Could you read that for me? Could you? Yeah, Erica said, oh, I felt it last week. The, oh, the, whole, the, whole, the new moon. Nope, the full moon. Okay. Yeah. Kurt Haas is going to buy two more screens so we can watch us in all the meetings at the same time. I love and that. And you can put, put SiriusXM in your ear. All, all the mediums. It. All right. I have a question for you. Uh, I'm, I'm a research nerd. Fact. Right? And I, and I, I kind of go off on varying topics, none of which make sense or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I found myself reading an article last night that I thought was really cool and I thought you would like to hear about. Okay. Because it's about love and love stories. See? And, and I want to know your impression of what this said. Okay, this is not research. When I say I'm a research junkie, that could mean I actually read research. But it also just means I like to learn about varying topics as deeply as I can. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... You are particularly attracted to the concept called twin flames. Yeah. Tell the people what twin flames are. Oh, okay. So I'm going to do this based on the, my best memory because I'm not an expert in it. But essentially, the whole notion of twin flames is two people who are brought together um, to serve the world. Okay. Like two, two, two in a relationship. 
Um, is that right? It doesn't have to be only in a romantic relationship. It well, actually. What well, is it romantic, but in a relationship? Yeah, in some sort of right? partnership. Okay. Yes. So twin flames are people who are essentially two halves of a whole. Yes. And in the physical world, during their lives, they find each other and they form a relationship. Could be a spousal relationship, a friendship, could be a lot of things. Yes. Uh, could it be mother daughter? I, I don't know. I, I think that I would stands to so, reason, right? I guess it depends on how you look at the soul. But the two halves complete the whole and they essentially have a positive impact on the world. Yes. I think it's a beautiful way of looking at life and love. Mm -hmm. Okay. How does that differ from soulmates? Um, so if I'm, okay, again, if I'm not mistaken, because I'm not an expert, but if I'm not mistaken, the difference is that um, we actually can have many soulmates okay and soulmates is an energy it's an it's an energy it's that ease that like that connection with someone that you know just is there and it's present but it doesn't necessarily have that that change the world impact gotcha. do something of deep purpose power my my whole rationale for bringing this up might have just crashed and burned because maybe you're not going to learn anything from what this article said but i thought it was fascinating based on what you just said like oh sherry knows interestingly um wait you also said something just now what was it everybody hold your breath no one talk I can't hold my breath. you're talking <laughs> soulmates multiple soulmates i can't remember what you said but it was interesting let me cut to the chase this is what the article said that in reality there's only one twin uh, twin flame mm -hmm. You only have one twin flame, which completes the illustration. I'm a half, you're a half, we complete a whole. Yes. Right? So you have one twin flame. Right. But throughout your life, you could actually have multiple soulmates. Yeah. They were talking about it from a romantic level, though. Right. Not from a, you know, my son or my daughter sure. or my friend. They were talking about romantic relationships. And yeah. this was a beautiful way of phrasing it. I'm so interested in your take. They said that every soul, like you could have multiple soulmates in your life, but the soulmate you have at the time is conditional to the ascension or growth or work you've done. Mm -hmm. So it, it is essentially the mirror of what you're, it's the mirror of what you're able to receive in the moment. It doesn't make the person good, bad. It doesn't make the person lesser than the twin flame. Yeah. It just, it's more of a reflection of where you are. Mm -hmm. That, that, I mean, yes. <laughs> I thought this was going to be an awesome call because Carrie Campbell loves this stuff. I can talk Meanwhile, about it. she's like, yep. you know, of course, because yeah, I <laughs> knew that 15 years ago. <laughs> no, no, no. Idiot. But I mean, I think there's a, so, so yes, I, I did know all that, but I, I think that, so let me put this into the context of that. I think of what could be super powerful for people who may be going through hardships or breakups. Yeah. Because I think um, oftentimes people can find themselves um, with, at the end of a relationship yeah. and people are devastated like they lost their soulmate. Right. And, and I think what we what we don't realize is that in that moment, it's really hard to see that there's a potential of finding someone else. Yeah. Right. But I, if I were to track back my life, I can tell you without question that my my matches along the way, mm -hmm. those who I would consider a soul based connection yeah. um, have all met the level of growth that I've been at and, yeah. and the, the relationship or the, you know, whatever has um, actually shifted out of becoming a priority as I've loved, as I leveled up. So it's it, almost as if that my, my soulmates changed as I ascended. It, it's a really, to me, it was just a really interesting concept because it, it caused me to look back over my romantic relationships in the past and reframe and reflect differently. Mm. Like I have no animosity or cynicism towards any of my exes, which would be very common. Mm -hmm. A lot of people do. I don't carry that though, mm -hmm. but it did make me 
look more critically at who I was during those relationships yep. versus the story I was telling of who they were. Right. Does that make sense? Totally, 100%. Because you always hear the diagram, like, well, every relationship teaches you something. Yeah, yeah, we know all that, but this just phrased it differently for me. Yeah. So the reason I brought it up primarily is because you love that crap. I do. And I thought that you would go off on this wild thing, but like I said, you already knew all this stuff. So crash and burn on me, but that's okay. Not your fault, of course. But the other reason I brought it up is I thought it would be an interesting thing to give the people who listen to watch, you know, our show. Mm-hmm. Just start reflecting on your past relationships and seeing if you can see them from a different perspective. A hundred percent. I think. Can I stop you for one second? Yeah. Because I just had a moment where I remembered what you said that I was going to speak like to minutes seven minutes ago. Because you said this is my this is my take on soulmates. Not that I'm claiming to have expertise in soulmates. Right. Who has expertise in soulmates? Right. I just thought that was funny. I'm, I'm not an, I'm not a soulmate expert. Who can claim to be a soulmates expert? Well, we all know people do. I'd like to be a soulmates expert. Right. I, we all just say I, I do think, however, it's interesting because we we are obviously February first. We are at the um, month of love, so to speak. Even though I'm one of those people who believes every month should be the month of love, <laughs> um, but I think it's a great way to kind of like kick off the that the month of that, right? Because I think a lot there of people, go. a lot of people without realizing are creating their futures based on their pasts. And by being able to reframe some relationships that maybe were non-serving, you can actually create your future from now, as opposed to looking back. You see, you're not all, we're not all over the map. Like it sometimes seems like we are. Yeah. Frankie says, wrap it up suckers. <laughs> we just made him laugh. You know, making Frank the Tank laugh is like one of my favorite things. Right? On the okay. Listen, we got, we have a lot more to talk about. Yeah, But the bulk of today's show is going to be spent on if you're having a bad day, bad week, bad month, or if you ever plan on having one, which is a big yes. Here are some amazingly important practical uh, tools you can use to get unstuck almost immediately. Nice. How you not want to come back after the break? You are listening to Eliminate Your Limits with Brian and Carrie on Sirius XM 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Josh Gordon is suspended 
after his fiasco for violating terms of conditional reinstatement. He tried to play that one off by saying, I'm going to step down. All of a sudden, it caught up to him mighty fast. He failed the drug test, didn't he? Said he was predicting he was having mental health problems by virtue of knowing he was in trouble. No, he knew they were about to knock on his door. Which is, he wasn't able to run out of the house fast enough. They're going to knock on his door? Or would they, I mean, could they at least ring the doorbell? Let me describe this to you. Frank is... Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I, that, that, that's uh, scaringly accurate. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell him? You tell him, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. This is WWE Superstar The Big Show, and you're listening to Slam Radio. All right, I think all the levels are set. Showtime. Now? Right You're listening to Eliminate Your Limits, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world that we just got introduced by the big show. Me did you, too. Did you hear that? Me too. I don't think Carrie knows who the big show is. The big show is a wrestler. <laughs> He's like 18 feet tall. <coughs> is that, I'm so, you know, we were, we were we talking. Need a cough, we need a cough button. We were talking with friends. We were talking with friends who were visiting us this weekend, uh, Frank, and we were telling the story about Super Bowl last week, year, how I got to go to the Super Bowl and y'all hated me because I didn't even know anything about the Super Bowl. And, and, and then we were talking, joking around about how every time you, Brian and Larry, are talking about sports, I'm just like, Bleh. Yeah, but the big show. I have no idea who the big show is the name of a wine. I can tell you that. Is it much. really? It is. It's I got a little circus thing on maybe it. Maybe he produces it, the big show. Maybe. We're back. <laughs> Eliminate your limits with Brian and Carrie. Streaming live on Facebook, on YouTube, through Twitter, and on, of course, the historic Slam Radio, Sirius XM 145, the mothership. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Looky here, peeps. We're talking today about uh, what to do if you're having a crap day. 
Yeah. Frankie, can I say crap on the radio? You can say it if you want to. Yes, I think it's fine. Thanks, man. You can say poopy day. You can say you're you just can't say day. the S word. There you go. If you're having a poopy day or a poopy week or a poopy month, which is true for a lot of people in the world right now, let's get to explaining why that's true. You ready? Yeah. Okay. What's the date today, Carrie Gamble? It is February 1st, 2021. Correct. You know what happened just about a week and a half ago? I do. January 21st happened. Yes. Anybody know, anybody know out there in Facebook land? Because you guys can participate with us. Anybody know what January 21st represents? Ooh, ooh, Carrie, ooh. Carrie Gamble. I know. What is it? It represents the day that people abandon their New Year's Eve goals. Correct. Resolutions. That's 100% accurate. So January 21st is considered uh, the date. It's not considered. It has been statistically proven to be worldwide the date that the vast majority of people who set New Year's resolutions abandon them. There's an irony to that. How's that? Because science, scientific data also represents that it takes 21 days to form a new habit. It's actually a great and, point. And, and it's, yeah, it's January. That's really interesting. That, that's, that's a really case. great point. Anyways. You got it. You got to You can't take that with a grain of salt. Right. You can't because there might be people listening and watching right now who say, no, I'm still pursuing my New Year's resolutions or I never made New Year's resolutions. But you got to you got to appreciate the entire context. The holiday season represents a very different time for people. Mm -hmm. Things slow down. There's more festive. There's Home Alone is on TV every night. Mm -hmm. How can you not smile? Right. Elf is on TV every night. Yes. I mean, granted, I understand that for a lot of people, the holidays are actually quite sad, but they're different. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they're better or worse. They're different. Okay. And then you move into the new me, new year kind of syndrome. Whether you... And I am an ardent that I've, I have not made New, Year, uh, New Year's resolutions for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And yet even I will sit here admitting that I feel different when the New Year rolls around. Yeah. It feels fresh. Mm-hmm. It feels like a new start. Mm-hmm. And what happens is by the latter part of January, you start to recognize that it's actually not different at all. Mm-hmm. True. And or if you created resolutions, you likely realized that the romantics of creating them are not meeting the pragmatics of achieving them. Right. And those factors can send people into emotional mental loops that they don't even recognize are based on something from four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you are in the crapola, the poop store, the poop store. <laughs> That was great. Even Chase <laughs> laughed at that. That was good. If you're in the poop store, don't at all be remiss about the fact that that could be a contributing factor. Absolutely. Here's the other contributing factor that most people don't pay any attention to, mm-hmm. the wolf moon. Yeah. So the first full moon of every new year happens right around the end of January. Mm-hmm. It's always there. And yet historically the wolf moon essentially it has a very spiritual context okay essentially it is after the winter solstice it is the first full moon when the earth really starts rotating back towards the sun if you're in the northern climate we're in florida so that doesn't really affect us in that respect right, right. but it's it's the coming of spring and spiritually speaking it is the most emotional moon of all the lunar phases, because it, it embodies this whole context that the winter uh, solstice is over. We're now careening towards the spring and the rebirth and the newness. Mm-hmm. 
and that the real objective of life when the wolf moon is upon us is to release the things that no longer serve us and intend the things that we want differently. Right. <clears throat> now, I'm a pragmatic guy, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna tell you something. About 10 years ago, Carrie Campbell started talking to me about how I was probably more affected by the lunar cycle than I realized. Mm-hmm. I thought she was bent. <laughs> I thought I thought she was in the poop store. Most people tell me that when I do make that suggestion. But you know what my wife did for about three years without even telling me? She started tracking my general mood and demeanor mm-hmm. against the lunar cycle. And then three years later presented me with data. She's not wrong. Yeah. More people are affected by powerful moons than they realize. And it's so true for me. I can go into skids of emotional disturbance, mental lethargy, sadness, anxiety. And I'm not any of those things naturally. Oh, Carrie Campbell wants to talk. She's like doing the, she's pawing at her own legs. No, I just have something to say when you're well, done. We have a talk. lot of time left in I this know, show. I'm just, I'm just saying. I was just waiting. But the data proved clear. Like I am so affected by the full moon, but especially the wolf moon. Mm. There's no question about it. So those are two factors I want you to consider. So I want to carry the, I, obviously the goals one is is huge but I actually want to address the whole moon thing for one second because oftentimes um people are very cynical about that and and look the truth is is that I I think that everybody should believe in what they choose to believe in yeah. right um and I think that one of the most important things for me I'm sorry Frank is killing me I don't even know what he's, he's doing. doing sign language to somebody sorry <laughs> anyways um so I, I think what people um, don't recognize about the, the wolf moon or the moon cycles, right? Is, is, it, is it like a truth for you that the pattern's there or are you building it as a self-fulfilling prophecy? Great point. And here's something that's so valuable because one of the things that I, I kind of did for myself as I was learning how to, to I guess, attend to the, the moon cycles was that I was very careful not to like mark on my calendar, oh, the new moon is coming or the full moon is coming because I didn't want to create that as my reality that this is like, like I'm going to be off in three days from now because it's a full moon, right? What I did was I did it in reverse. I increased my awareness to my own energies, my own moods, my own fatigue, my own physical symptoms on a, on a scale day to day. And then if I hit like a particularly rough patch, one of the things that I would check was where's the moon right Mm. now, Um, along with things like where's my hormone cycle. But over the course of like for myself personally, like five years of data, I was able to track that it wasn't coincidence anymore. Right. But it's not like you you really have to appreciate that it's not like I knew the full moon is coming. Right. And so oftentimes the way it goes in our house is, and you know, one of the, one of the kids will be talking about being tired. One of the kids will be a little bit off, you know, maybe you'll have some lethargy, maybe I'll have some sensitivity and I'll be like, Hmm, I wonder where the moon's at. And lo and behold, I check or like with my clients, I have clients around the world and it's amazing to me how there's a synchronicity of how some of the energies can align. And when yeah. that happens, like when I have a client in Australia, in Europe, in the United States, in Canada, and in a given day, they're all messaging me with like stress, anxiety or whatever. It's kind of, you know, curious. Yeah. It becomes universal. And so, that and that's it? when I start doing the, the digging. So, yeah. because I do think that there's a, there's a, some, some of the people 
actually don't realize that they're actually using the full moon as an excuse to maintain a negative space. Yeah, well said. As opposed to an awareness to the negative space. So, I, I, almost like it's permission to stay there. Right, yeah. right. Or to create something that's not even there in the first place. Right, well right? said. So I, I think that there, requ there requires a lot of self-awareness in, yeah. the, in the scope of all of that so that we don't become um, victims to the narrative that well it's said. a full moon. So, I mean, look, at, essentially what we're painting right now is that there may be a very good reason or reasons all contributing to why you may be in the poop store right now. One of which is the, the New Year's resolution drop dead date, mm -hmm. the, the, the holiday hangover, essentially. Uh, the other is the wolf moon, which has powerful implications for a lot of people. Yeah. But I want to introduce a third and a final reason and it's a really important one as well. Now, we're, it's not hard to dissect, but we have to one, understand this, okay? So here's the third and final reason that you may be in the poop store right now. I, I wish I had a poop icon or an emoji or something like that, because <laughs> the poop store is just a great analogy. <laughs> so here it is, okay? Uh, I'm gonna summarize it in one sentence, then we'll unpack it and explain it, okay? Um, um, every ounce of threat has a cost. Every ounce of threat has a cost. Now, this is what we're about to explain is, an, is, an, is a neurological term, okay? So, and we, I, we've talked about it before on the show, but it's always worth an unpack, okay? Mm -hmm. We all have what's called classically a threat bucket, right? Now, a threat bucket is, is again, it's a neurological term, and it essentially means this. It means that we all have a container, it's this metaphysical, metaphorical container inside of our nervous system that when it gets too full, it starts to spill over. Mm -hmm. And the spillover of your threat bucket implies mental, emotional, and or physical disturbances, mm -hmm. okay? That can be very minor and they can be actually quite major, right? And jump in by the way, because I know you're like a student of all this stuff. So if I'm explaining something bad or you want to refine what I'm saying, just interrupt me. I'll give a visual representation afterwards. I like that. How about that? Okay. Now, how does your threat bucket get filled? Mm -hmm. You've got the basics. You've got things like um, environmental pollution. Um, you know, you, you've got um, toxins in your home or in your city, in the air, wherever it might be. But you've got a lot of things that most people don't factor in. Sleep being a huge problem. In the, by the way, our dog is about to start barking. The vacuum cleaner. Because our dog is just over there. And I heard the vacuum cleaner in the hallway start. So everybody's going to have to deal. Welcome to COVID. I was going to say, we're all used to COVID now. <laughs> exactly. Right? But uh, sleep. Sleep is a huge factor. Mm -hmm. Hydration is a massive uh, factor. Proper amounts of quality nutrition. And when I say proper amounts of quality nutrition, what I mostly mean for most people is they don't eat enough. It's not that they're, not, they're, they're eating too much. They don't eat enough. All of these are contributory factors to your, your nervous system feeling like it's under threat. And the more it feels like it's under threat, the more it starts to deviate resources of energy from one area to another to protect and defend. It starts to shut down certain things to protect and defend. And you're left with emotional disturbances you can't explain sadness that you have no real rationale for, uh, all kinds of different things, aches and pains, et cetera. Why am I even bringing that up? How is this a contributing factor? The holidays are not long over. Mm. And what's symptomatic of the holidays? People overeat, mm. they overconsume food, 
Uh, they overconsume alcohol. They overspend. They overspend, which becomes a mental stress when your credit card bills start coming in. Oh, right about now. Mm-hmm. They're sleep deprived. This all happened three, four weeks ago. And do you remember how I started this entire dialogue? Every ounce of threat has a cost. Mm-hmm. So if you are overeating or over drinking, overspending, sleep deprived four weeks ago, you're going to pay the piper four weeks later. Right. You may not pay the piper in the moment, but that threat has a cost. Mm-hmm. And that cost is showing up right now. Right. That's a huge issue sure. for the end of January, beginning of February. People do not recognize that the making merry around the holiday season has a cost oftentimes several weeks later. Right. You know, so I actually, one of the things that I wrote down, cause I said, I have one more thing that actually causes people, um, you know, to maybe have some challenging moments right now. And I was going to say like the bills come in yeah, the Christmas bill. So it ties into what you're saying, Absolutely. but you know, I want to add something to the threat concept, um, you know, that people never really consider. And it kind of goes along with the lines of stress, right? Stress is not just inherently bad, right? Correct. Stress, we can have good stressors on our body. Exercise is a good stressor. To, to a point, so, yes. You know, I, like literally going to the gym, you're stressing your body. Yep. You're, you're forcing your body with an applied adaptation, right? It's, just, it's a stressor. And, and I think that people have so classically perceived stress as only negative that they don't realize that stress can be good. It could just be being more busy. It could be you're going on a vacation and it's changing your routine and whatever. So the same is true for threat though, right? So, you know, like it's really about making sure that we're managing that bucket at all times. That's it. What's coming into it that we're having to balance. Like, you know, I'm thinking right now, I have a client of mine who's in the middle of this like, this building a new home and it's very exciting and a relocation and they're very excited about it all like really really amazing things but that means that she's currently navigating multiple different pieces even though they're exciting yeah right and and so people are so quick to to add more to their plate or in this case put more into their bucket Mm -hmm. that they don't realize the overflow is going to come yeah and and like that's the visual that i i just wanted to like if you think about a bucket that you know you're pouring water into if you don't empty some of that water out of the bucket eventually it's going to overflow yeah right and so we want to avoid the overflow because i mean i could talk more about that after the break the overflow is our body's way of naturally regulating well look at everything you said was spot on and as we flow into this break i just want to add one piece of punctuation onto what you said because you mentioned the gym and not all stress is bad, not all threat. And of course that's true, but threat and stress has to be mitigated. Always. Right. There has to be a give and a take. 100%. This is what makes recovery from training every bit as important as the training itself. Completely. And most people don't realize that. 100%. So after the break, Carrie, you're going to break down a bit more about this whole overflow. Yeah. And sure. we'll start getting into the exact practical tools you use. If you find yourself overstressed, in threat, in the poop store right now. You are listening to Eliminate Your Limits with Brian and Carrie on SiriusXM 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. 
Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Josh Gordon is suspended after his fiasco for violating terms of conditional reinstatement. He tried to play that one off by saying, I'm going to step down. All of a sudden, it caught up to him mighty fast. He failed the drug test, didn't he? And he was predicting he was having mental health problems by virtue of knowing he was in trouble. No, he knew they were about to knock on his door. Which is, he wasn't able to run out of the house fast enough. They're going to knock on his door? Or would they, I mean, could they at least ring the doorbell? Let me describe this to you. Frank is... Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that—that's that, uh, scaringly accurate. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, seven to eleven, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, "Mom, we'll figure it out." When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. What's up? This is Gronk, and you're listening to Slam Radio. All right, I think all the levels are set. Showtime. Now? Right now. You're listening to Eliminate Your Limits, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
Oh, I love that breakdown. Sometimes Frankie waves me in, which I love. Sometimes he just points at us. I like them both, man. Everybody, I got coffee. I was cold. There is a bit of a joy to recording these live from home. The coffee maker's right there. That was good. That was a good sip. It's a good sip. You're listening to Eliminate Your Limits with Brian and Carrie on the uh, historic Slam Radio Series XM 145. You can also watch us on Facebook Live, Periscope, a la Twitter. Now, do you have YouTube to climb Live. that brick wall or do you have like a door or like, how do you get across the wall? It's just a white wall. You go that <laughs> way. <laughs> I like that Frankie's playing our live stream game because he can see us. Yeah. All right, listen, um, you were going to say something. After- yeah. But before we do that, I just want to say that we got a great question on the Facebook Live from Erica, who basically asks, how do you identify this whole threat thing and stop it before you go into overflow? And that, that actually takes us right. Great question, Erica. Takes us right into the whole practicality. Yeah. Of if you're having a poop store kind of day, week, or month, how do you negate it? How do you get out of that threat? But then here's the much more important question. How do you learn to not get into the threat? Yes. That's the key. Carrie Campbell's going to kick us off. You know what's happened to me the last two weeks? Every time I get onto calls or shows or interviews, I get very giddy. Are you you're giddy right now? Yeah, like, didn't you see me? I'm doing, like, weird things. Yeah, you've been doing all kinds I'm, of weird things since the show started, but I, I think it's I'm cute. I'm playful. I, I think know. it's endearing. I'm playful. I don't know. Okay, so here's what I want. Okay, I'm going to answer your question, Erica, in the process of actually illustrating what I wanted to illustrate before the show, uh, before we went to commercial break. Yeah. So I, I want you, everybody to close your eyes unless you're driving um, and imagine a, like a pail, like a, a bucket that you would put water in, right? Yeah. And what I want you to do on this imagination of said bucket is I want you to imagine that like kind of like three quarters of the way up, there's a little spout that the water could technically trickle out of yeah. before it overflowed, right? So there's a little spout about three quarters of the way up. And so I want you to imagine filling that bucket with water. And if you fill that bucket with water slowly enough, what's going to happen is it's going to reach that three quarter mark and the water just kind of kind of start to trickle out that little gap, that little spout that's there. And that will sustain you as long as you don't put a ton of water in. Right. So your threat is technically at the three quarter mark point, but it's trickling out slowly. Like maybe there's things that you're doing in a given day, like, you know, going for a five minute walk or whatever that you're kind of managing it but you're still right there at the brim yep. at that three quarters of the mark of the bucket being full. And can I tell you, that's where most people live. Yeah. That is where most people live. Most Easy. people. I would, I would actually guess that most people live above that mark. Right. To well, be honest. so the, the, you got to remember where that mark is, right? Because so that, that brimming point right there, we're walking around like on the edge because what happens at that point. So actually I want you to like, let's even inch it more than three quarters of the way up. It's like, it's like nine tenths of the way up, yeah. like right before the right before the lip of the cup, or mm-hmm. the the top of the the the, the, the top <laughs> of the bucket. Okay, so as long as you're kind of staying status quo, it'll kind of drip drip out of the spout, right? But the problem with that is you're really walking around always with this high threat level, mm-hmm. and and so many people will say like, have you ever been in the experience? And of course you have, because we all have. Where the smallest thing happens. 
and it triggers you into anger, into tears, into frustration, into overwhelm, into meltdown mode. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, this is, you know, I had a funny experience last week because I was, I was particularly tired last week and I have no problem sharing this story, particularly tired last week. And on Friday morning, I went to return a rental car. Okay. <laughs> the rental car was late. I was a little bit late because I got stuck in traffic, got out of the rental car. I felt so bad and I burst into tears. The poor girl. <laughs> Which is so not your, your, like, your normal. I was just so upset that I was late for her, right? But it's because fatigue was accumulating, right? So the point is, is that the rental car being late or the fact that you dropped the eggs on the floor or the trap, the fact that you dropped your coffee or you, you missed a meeting, yep. those are not the problem. Yeah. The problem is, is that your, your bucket was already nine tenths of the way full Yes. and you just added something more into it. Sure. Now, what I think it's really important to understand from a neurological perspective is that when you have that moment where maybe you explode in anger, you explode into tears, you need to go and lie down, you need to cry, whatever the case may be, that's actually, this is really cool. It's actually not a sign of weakness. No. It's actually a sign of your brain keeping you alive. Yes. The, the brain will actually go into the mode of decreasing the strength, the stress or the threat with this massive explosion of emotion because it re-regulates you. And we've all been there too, where you explode and then you actually feel better, yeah. right? On the other side of that. So the, so every, like everybody, I want you to stop and ask yourself right now, where is your bucket sitting right now? Yeah. Where are you on that bucket? Now we can be, there's two ways to navigate it. Number one, we can get really, really good at learning how to mitigate where it is on the bucket. Yeah. But number two is we can actually really work to, to try and decrease being at that three quarters of the, the point yep. full through different daily habits. And we're going to talk about both. Yeah. I just want to add some commentary. Um, look, I've made no secret about how I feel regarding this. Uh, we're not medical doctors. We're not dispensing medical advice. We're giving our opinion. Um, and we're not being cynical with that opinion. Um, meaning if you happen to be on antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication, we're not at all chastising you for that decision. Um, but one of my greatest concerns is the unbelievable inflation over the last 20, 30 years of prescribed medication for things like depression and anxiety. Because if you understand the neurology of it all, depression and anxiety are the outcomes or the manifestations of problems that are existing more deeply in your neurology. Mm -hmm. So if I were to give you a pill to calm your anxiety, I am putting a Band-Aid over a knife wound. Right. Because anxiety is not the problem. It's the manifestation of the problem. Mm -hmm. It's how your body is trying to regulate itself uh, under this extreme threat. Mm -hmm. and, and we could go on and on about the moralities of what pharmacology does and what medical doctors do uh, by absently just prescribing and marketing this medication to people. And that could be an entire ethical, moral conversation that we could all agree on or disagree on. And that's right. fine. But what can't be ignored, what can't be reduced to a soundbite is how much it's not treating the problem. Mm. It's treating the way the problem manifests. And if we could get this message out more and more, I believe we could save a lot of people, a lot of hardship by understanding themselves better and how to mitigate some of this stuff. Right. 
rather than simply cover it up mm -hmm. with a pill. Right. Fat chance of that message getting out on a widespread uh, basis anytime soon, <laughs> uh, given the vast money involved yeah. in prescribed medication and therefore the power behind it. But th this is life-changing if you want to bring it in because, well, I mean, look, I don't want to just, I want, I want to hear what you have to say, of course, but when we're talking about, back to Erica's question, yeah. how do you know when your threat bucket is getting full and how do you stop it before it overflows? So here's the most convenient and obvious answer, okay? You adopt a lifestyle that builds in release of the threat bucket on a proactive basis. Mm -hmm. So there are two models we're looking at. One is called the intervention model. What do you do when you're in the poop store? Now, if the, if the answer is take a prescribed pill, I'm not a fan because mm -hmm. it's not dealing with the problem. It's covering up the problem temporarily. Mm -hmm. Problem's still going to be there right. when the pill's no longer in your system. Sure. So that's an intervention model. What do you do when you're in the poop store? Mm -hmm. The other model that we favor is the interruption model, which is, is essentially how do you make sure you never get to the poop store? Right. Which, believe it or not, is actually viable. Totally. It's actually viable. So I took notes on the break. <laughs> I just, that's so interesting. I'm so, I, I just built out a, a three-part strategy. So I'm so curious to know how, how much we match. Okay. And I'll be brief. So you can, you know, give this three-part strategy because that sounds fascinating. I talked about four things that most humans don't do as well or as much as they should. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number one, you want to, you want to interrupt so that your threat bucket never gets too full. Mm -hmm. Quality nutrition. Okay, we're broadcasting live right now from the United States of America, conceivably the wealthiest nation in the history of the world. Concurrently, probably the most unhealthy nation in the history of the world as it relates to food consumption mm -hmm. and food behavior. Eat a vegetable once in a while. Yeah. And I, again, that sounded so cynical and that's not my intention, but bringing quality nutrition into your body matters mm -hmm. from a threat level perspective. And we could go on and on about the sodium and the process and the chemicals and all the other stuff that your body does not like, does not know what to do with, and it increases threat mm -hmm. when you consume it on a regular basis. The human, a healthy human body is capable of getting through some stuff once in a while. Mm -hmm. You want a McDonald's once a month, do it. But if it's, if it's repetitive, we got a problem. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Number two, and maybe the most important for me, sleep mm -hmm. and sleep regulation. Look, I'm a big fan of wearables. I never used to be, and I'm not going to give my favorites because I'm not endorsing anything. But track your sleep. How much sleep are you getting? What, based on that, what is your heart rate variability? All of which can be shown through a wearable. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to wear a wearable or buy a wearable, then at least pen and paper, track how much you're in bed every night and base it on how you're feeling over the course of the next day. Start to develop trends that help you understand how much sleep you actually need. Mm -hmm. We live in an incredibly under-recovered society. Mm -hmm. We don't recover well. Sleep being a huge part of that, mm -hmm. okay? Um, number three, move more. You don't have to be an athlete. Matter of fact, 
things like CrossFit create massive threat bucket response. That's yeah, that's stress massive. Yeah. So I'm not saying you have to be an elite athlete or or, or be robust, but you got to move, and you got to move every single day. Go for a walk. Make it a habit to go for a five or 10 minute walk after every meal you have. Just move more. The human body was designed to move. It was built to move. Move more, okay? Um, number four, journal. Learn about yourself. You, know, you talked in the last segment about um, emotions. Most people are walking around with low grade emotional anxiety and they don't even realize it. And why don't they realize it? Because they don't know themselves that well. Right. The other reason they don't realize it is because low-grade anxiety has become normal. But I'm going to tell you, it's not normal. It's common. We weren't born that way. Exactly, but it's not normal. Right. And my last one, I'll just throw in, hydration. Mm. You need to drink more water than you do. Right. And that's true for virtually everybody who's watching or listening right now. Right. So if you build those five things into your lifestyle, you can guarantee you're mitigating threat every day. Mm, okay, yes. so I'm excited to hear three-part model. So, well, you, I need a crown. Can I get a <laughs> crown? I want a crown that's like my practical queen crown. Oh. Do you think so too, Frank? He was like thinking, like it's my Like more crown. than a tiara? A tiara. A tiara. I need a tiara that I can like pick up and put on when it's time to go into the queendom of practicality. Wow. It's better be good. <laughs> no, but so it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm being playful, obviously, because like, I, I really, as a coach, that's my, my primary source. When I, when I'm thinking, it's always about taking the entire concept and breaking it down into the best implementable steps. Right. So everything you've just said ties into one of my segments of what mm -hmm. I want to talk about, but you know, so I want to, I want to give three areas and, and what I'm actually going to probably have to do is actually come back to this after the break, but this is the three kind of strategies that I want to look at. And they're not really strategies. They're more of like three different ways to look at the threat bucket matrix at large. So number one, which ties into uh, what Erica was asking is identi identify your threat profile. Nice. Right. So the first, like, it, it, it's so easy to say that when you react, you're in this place, how do I get out of it? But you have to be able to identify when you're there in the first place. So depending on where you sit on the spectrum of being aware of your threat and your reactivity. This one is really about identifying your threat profile and understanding that so that you can interrupt it if you have to, okay? So that is the first one. The second thing really comes down to the proactive and the reactive scenarios that we have to look at because proactively, everything Brian just said is exactly what we should be implementing. And I'm gonna expand on those in my own thoughts as well on a daily, a daily process, right? I would consider them best practices, Yes. right? So what are your best practices? And those are daily proactive steps to mitigating threat. But on the other side of that, because I don't like leaving people handing is the reactive scenario. What do you do if your threat bucket is about to overflow? I've got, right? I've got my list and, for that too. And I have things that are neurologically founded yep. um, that I've actually consulted with my applied neurologists on. I actually walked one of my clients through all of this last week, um, that these are things that they're, um, they're, what do you call them, universal, because some neurological things are specific to me, right? Like, for example, like if I put on red glasses, those are for me. So I, I'm very careful not to say to everybody, do this, because doing this might actually increase your threat. That's right. So I have a list of things that neurologically will help mitigate it in a rea and, and some of our stuff 
mindset wise that we can do in a proactive sense, uh, a reactive sense. If you're in threat, it overflows. What do I do? And I like I'm going to, I'll walk you through that all. So I don't know how much time we have left in this segment. If I have time to start, but I want to say, I don't think we do. <laughs> Frankie. Frankie's busy right now. How much time do we have left in this segment before I start rambling? I was about to tell you to start wrapping up. There you go. It's like, it's like the gift that keeps on giving Frank. Thank so us. when we come back, we're identify gonna, your threat profiles where I'm going to start. I love this. We're going to identify the threat profile. We're going to talk about lifestyle changes that could keep your threat mitigated on a daily basis. But then I'm excited to share my list also of if you are at the poop store right now mm-hmm. and you're ready to check out, that's how bad things are. What can you do immediately that could actually relieve you of threat more than you realize? Absolutely. I'm excited for this. Um, Sirius XM, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, are you having a ball today? I hope so. If you're on Facebook Live, stay with us. If you're on Sirius XM, stay with, if you're anywhere, stay with us. But specifically on Facebook Live, give us some hearts as we walk out of this break here, right? Eliminate your limits with Brian and Carrie on the historic Slam Radio Sirius XM. One, four, five. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much. I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit stoptextsstoprex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Josh Gordon is suspended after his fiasco for violating terms of conditional reinstatement. He tried to play that one off by saying, I'm going to step down. All of a sudden, it caught up to him mighty fast. He failed a drug test, didn't he? And he was predicting he was having mental health problems by virtue of knowing he was in trouble. No, he knew they were about to knock on his door. Which is, he wasn't able to run out of the house fast enough. They're going to knock on his door? Or would they, I mean, could they at least ring the doorbell? Let me describe this to you. Frank is... Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's uh, scaringly accurate. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.
There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger. Because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio is more than just a radio station, but a family. It's so nice to know that you have a place where you can feel safe, where you can feel comfortable sharing your opinions and not be judged for what you feel like is right or is wrong. I'm very grateful that I've gotten this opportunity to be a part of something big, something historical. It taught me that not only that I matter, but that I have a voice. And the mentors we have here, like Frank the Tank and Amigo, make you love this amazing program even more. There are very few words that can describe Slam Radio. One word that definitely comes to mind is familia, family. We've been offered so many unique opportunities to be a part of something great. I will always be grateful to Slam Radio and everybody a part of Slam Radio. We are a family. They are my family and they will always continue to be my family and I will forever be thankful and I know they got my back just like I got theirs. I love being part of Slam Radio. This is Dag Prescott and you're listening to Slam Radio. All right, I think all the levels are set. Showtime. Now, right You're listening to Eliminate Your Limits only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Our, uh, our commercial break was spent showing our Facebook live stream all the uh, new Snapchat cameos. Oh my gosh, they're entertaining. These there's, little uh, these little animated fate yes she's doing. There's one that there's one that I'm, I I look like a little red bean and my little yeah. bum is going up. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm sorry. They're just so entertaining to me. So that's what we did in our break. We also talked about how windy it is right now here there's in Miami. It's like a wind tunnel going through it's our crazy. condo. Let me tell you something, but that um, you know, we've lived here for a couple of years now, and I still can't get used to. What's that? This morning it was darker than dark, hurricane style dark. I know it's been a while too since. And I've now it's it. when I'm looking outside, it's absolutely gorgeous and beautiful and blue skies, and yet the wind is howling. Yeah, you know, I got to tell you, this morning when I was sitting in bed journaling and I saw the darkness outside, I was actually enjoying it. Because we don't get many dark days, true. right? And I just so, thought that was funny. I saw the darkness. It was. It was. It is. It's like ominous. It's like big dark cloud. Like what are the clouds like? Big dark cloud <laughs> going over the top. And but it was like because that happens so rarely. When it happens, it's like cozy. It was and cozy. It's like everybody else in you know in um, northeast. Like, Northeast United States, or they're in the middle of a snowstorm. Are they ever? Yeah, right. And we're down here. There's no snowstorm. No, it's Florida. But it's a little bit stormy this morning, and we it was nice. We don't let snow in Florida. I'm a full Floridian now. 
Yes, yeah, me too. Let me tell I'm you. I'm flat out. I was born in Canada, lived most of my adult life in Chicago, moved back to Canada, and then we came here. I'm a, I'm full on Floridian. You know, it's so funny is we had we had guests this weekend from Ohio and Virginia, yeah. Northern Virginia, and um, it's like obviously winter and cold up there. And we all went out to dinner on Friday night. Yeah. And they're in shorts and t-shirts, and I'm in a sweater and long pants. Because it was 70 degrees, and, and like, freezing. Like it's so fascinating because two years ago I would have been the tourist, like going in the ocean, lying on the beach, and now I'm like, is it cold outside? Do I need to put on a sweater? How thick does it need to be? You know, it's funny about what you said is we had guests in from Virginia and Ohio. I almost like gave you the sign to stop talking like that. Because I'm quite convinced that every time we say anything like that, that there's going to be like um, a COVID lash, a backlash. Oh, well, whatever. It's, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Whatever. But you know what? I'm telling you right now, like, if you don't think COVID's a real thing, you're crazy. Of course. <laughs> um, exactly. Carrie had it and had long haulers. We did a whole show about that. But I'm good now, people. She's doing good. <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> but no, but so, I mean, it's a real thing and we don't deny that and everything. But but at the same time, like you really are, your perception of COVID is based entirely on where you are or what media you pay attention to. Because some media makes it seem like it's nothing and that's irresponsible and stupid. But, you know, we've had, we have friends in the New York area who in a casual conversation with COVID, she said to me, she goes, well, I know what the numbers say. The numbers say that roughly 12 to 15% of people who contract COVID die from it. And I'm like, wow, that's not even close to accurate. Not the numbers we're getting. Well, they're not the numbers. I mean, it's just nowhere near true. Right. Um, so the reason I bring that up is that Florida is a, a fairly open state. Like, you know, we wear masks, we, we follow the law. And if you don't, you get shunned. <laughs> is that a real threat to be shunned? But um, it's not crazy, not crazy maniacal lockdown. Anyways, all right, let's bring, let's get back to what we're talking about today. We are going to identify your threat profile. Yeah, and Carrie, uh, Erica on Facebook Live says your coffee's kicking in. No, it's my morning supplements that are kicking in. Probably the adrenal supports, yeah. which, by the way, is a great thing for threat. Yeah. So, so we're talking about the threat bucket today. We're let's talking about mitigating stress, threat. And for those of you who are just joining us, threat response is when, you know, we're overwhelmed, overloaded, and yeah. we have a reaction, high emotional reaction of some sort. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is how to identify your threat profile, because it's, it's not good enough to, to wait until you explode. You can catch, like, here's the thing. Nobody goes from zero to a hundred in a split second. It just doesn't happen, right? Just like a car doesn't go from zero to 100 in, in a split second, right? There's a yep. process to get there. Sometimes it may be shorter and sometimes it may be longer. Your threat bucket just doesn't overflow. There is a process to get to the point that it did. So there are indicators along the way that you can become acutely aware of so that you can pull it back. And more often than not, we tend to be immediately aware of the more intense ones, yeah. but there's actually ones that are more nuanced and more subtle that you may you can, you actually can be practiced to pick up at the slightest indication that your threat buckets overflowing are, or filling up. Are you going to talk about both the more overt ones and the more subtle? Right. Ones? Well, oh, let's do this. Well, what, I'm, what I want to do is like, so I, I basically think about yourself when you're feeling stressed and just prior to that emotional overload, right? What things happen to you? What things can you identify? And this is something that for some people might take a little bit of digging, yep. right? But just some examples, right? Like you're, you're feeling sensitive. Yes. You're, you're sensitive to things that maybe you weren't sensitive to usually. You're snappy. 
you're a little bit more argumentative. You're yep. a little bit more defensive. Those are kind of more subtle ones, right? Mm -hmm. You might not even pick those up. Um, you're overwhelmed. You're confused. You're feeling a little bit lost. Confusion's a big one. I right? Agree, yeah. You're procrastinating. Like really insert any form of negative emotion, thought, or behavior. Can I add one that's often uh, of overlooked? Uh, your olfactory becomes more sensitive. Right, sure. I've seen it time and time again. All of a sudden, certain um, smells bother you that don't usually. Right. Certain tastes are more pronounced or bothersome than yeah. they usually are. Right. I mean, and then you can carry that into the entire sensory system, right? <laughs> yeah. You're more sensitive to sound. You're more sensitive to light. You're more sensitive to touch. All of the senses can be heightened, right? Yeah. Um, so... The thing is, is that depending on who you are, those range, right? Some of those might be considered very subtle. Yeah. You're, you know, you're slightly more defensive. You're, you're slightly more sarcastic than usual, right? But before you know it, the sensitivity and the sarcasm turns into defensiveness and snappiness, turns into yelling, screaming, um, shutting down, ignoring mm. people, right? Yeah. So the truth is, is that I could go on and on and on giving all these variables and all these things that can lead into you identifying your threat profile. But what I want you to do right now is ask yourself, what are your top three? Because there's no use digging down to the zero to 10 mile an hour zone. If, if like, there's no point digging when you can find out the, where you're at right now. Yeah. Uh, right. I, I want you to you have something that you can practically apply. Yep. So ask yourself <clears throat> when you're in extreme stress, what are the three things maybe off of that list that you resonate with that you do are you, or that you're picking up on. Are you also suggesting, because you mentioned extreme stress, are you suggesting that people can be cascading towards a higher threat bucket and not necessarily at quote unquote extreme stress? And if they understood those three characteristics, they may actually be able to find them sooner. That's the point. That's the key. Right, because okay. the point is, if you if you imagine like, Okay, imagine the bucket overflowing, right? The key is to stop the overflow, stop the filling up of it before it's full. The other visual that I always give is using a car, right? A car is driving from zero to 80 miles an hour. It's gonna be a lot harder to stop that car at 80 miles an hour yeah. than it is at 10 miles an hour. Great so point. if you can identify your 10 mile an hour markers, you can actually interrupt. And here's the, here's the thing you need to know. There is so much more ease in interrupting than there is intervening because once your threat bucket overflows, the emotion comes out. Let's just let's just use anger as your emotional profile, perhaps. Okay. Yep. You yell and scream at your family, you throw things, you get rage, you get angry, right? Blah, 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 blah. Well, now there's a cost to that on the other side. You have to recover yourself and your own system. You have to recover your relationships. Yeah. You may have to recover work that was lost for the day or whatever the case may be. So the sooner you can interrupt it, the sooner you're limiting the costs on the other side of that overflow. So that's the, like, I want everybody to do this and feel free to, if you're joining us live on Facebook, feel free to put yours in the comments. Yeah. Stephen um, has already made a comment that he's, he's very conscious of the fact that he had COVID mm -hmm. and he's, he, he has a consciousness to the fact that his current sleeping patterns and or binging patterns, he's basically blaming on COVID long haulers. Mm -hmm. That's a great example. Right. You, you're kind of outwardly blaming other things right. for, for choices and decisions you could be making. Right. Right. So that's a great example. So like, you know, I always say this on the show, right? Take what you need, disregard the rest. Absolutely. Take, take the one thing, because we're going to talk about two more things today. And by the end of the show, you might find yourself going, oh my gosh, that's so much, Brian and Carrie. Where do I start? <laughs> take, Sorry, that was great. Take the thing. <laughs> 
that resonates the most with you. Maybe today you need the reactive steps to get yourself out of threat, but take what you need and use that. So identify your threat profile, make a list of the three to five things that are the warning signs for you as you're about to blow. Give me, uh, we should go back and forth. Okay. So it's fun. Give everybody uh, listening and or watching, you you said three, right? I love that number. What is one for you that you recognize if this starts, you might be careening towards threat? Oh, I I can become hypersensitive. Hypersensitive. To, To sarcasm. Hypersensitive sarcasm and my witty sense of humor. Oh, and my son's. Our yes. Chase is the, our who, son is the same. Who's a carbon copy of me yes. with his witty sense of humor. Yes, sarcasm doesn't bother me on a daily basis, but I can become very sensitive to sarcasm. My, my number one is fatigue. Mm. When, I, when I start feeling like drag ass tired, mm. that is a sign that I'm tipping towards more threat than I should be neurologically. Right. What's your number two? Um, my next one would be what I would consider um, confusion. Like when I, when I don't really know if I'm, which way I'm going and I feel like I can't really organize all my thoughts. That's a big one for me. These are like more subtle ones. Yep. Right. Number two for me is, um, overwhelm. I start feeling overwhelmed and quite literally my friends listening and watching right now, nothing could be going on in my life. Like nothing particularly stressful, but I start careening into this overwhelmed sensation, right? right? Give me your thing. Let me give you one that's, it's a little bit of a different, mm-hmm. a different twist. Um, I start to seek extra affection, yes. and extra connectivity, which you might not rep- like people might listen to that and go like, how is that a threat mechanism? That's smart, right? And of course it is smart because I'm trying to fill, I'm trying to feed something in my body. Like I'm, I'm being very witty with that in my unconscious, but it's an indicator. Yeah. If I'm seeking and craving and almost like in this way of like neediness, of extra love, extra affection, there's a chance that I'm, I, my threat is increased and I probably need to navigate that. Well, let me say that my first one was, um, what's that? Frank just did this. Two minutes. Oh. Um, so my first one was, uh, what was my first one? Fatigue. Thank you, fatigue. Yes. Second one was overwhelmed. <laughs> oh, I feel great. Second one was overwhelmed. Yep. You're, you're my wife. Do you recognize those in me? Yeah. So I, here's my third one. Tell me if you recognize this one. When I start careening towards increased threat, I find physical touch very challenging. <laughs> so can you, wait, everybody pause. Yeah. Can you appreciate what would happen if we were both in threat at the same time? Yeah. I, I want touch, he doesn't want touch. But that's like hugging my son, hugging my daughter, hugging my wife is like, I, it's hard. Yeah. So those are examples of yeah. things to be looking for. So please, 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 I, I implore you. One of the things that I love about this show is that we're able to give you real tactics to use. Don't sit in the space of not taking action on yourselves yes. and helping yourselves because threat is the like stress, threat, life, it's going to happen. Yes. Right. So it's all about owning our day-to-day process. You know, I actually want to talk about that for one second because, um, you know, we talked, but you, you mentioned before a couple segments ago, but like, not all stress is bad. Mm-hmm. I actually want to remove the word. Um, um, I, I just want to say this. Th- stress is not bad. Mm-hmm. Threat is not bad. You know, the game is not to have no threat in your threat bucket. Because you're going to. It's not just that you're going to, but threat is necessary. Right. For your system to function, like there exists no opportunity in our modern day world to have no threat. Mm-hmm. You are going to have environmental pollution. You're going to have toxins. You're going to have ambitions. You're going to have lost New Year's resolutions. You're going to have mucky people. Like 
the game is not to have no threat. The game is to learn how to proactively mitigate your threat. That's the game. So the same reason or the same way that you explained being physically active is stress, but it would be qualified as good stress. You can't get, you can't achieve things in life without having levels of threat. Mm -hmm. The, 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 The truly successful people have naturally positioned themselves to mitigate threat. mentally, emotionally, and physically. That's what allows them to be successful. Mm -hmm. The people who don't mitigate threat struggle forever to find success. But it's not that they are not capable of success, it's that they're living in a threat condition. In a threat condition, you cannot be creative. You cannot solve problems. You cannot be as physically astute as you wanna be. Mm -hmm. The game is mitigating threat. Mm -hmm. That's the whole key. I mean, God, this top, we could do another eight hours on this. But hear me out. Next segment. How many segments do we have left? We have two. We have two topics. Two, says Frankie. <laughs> and next segment, do you want to talk about if you're in the poop shop? No. Carrie doesn't want to. What are we talking about next segment? The next segment, we're going to talk. We're going to just go back to the daily best practices because I don't best want to practices. go to the intervention model yet. Best practices, how to interrupt threat so that you can mitigate it naturally just with your lifestyle the way it should be. Yeah. Big topic. You got to come back after the break. You're listening to Eliminate Your Limits with Brian and Carrie on Sirius XM 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Josh Gordon is suspended after his fiasco for violating terms of conditional reinstatement. He tried to play that one off by saying, I'm going to step down. All of a sudden, it caught up to him mighty fast. He failed the drug test, didn't he? And he was predicting he was having mental health problems by virtue of knowing he was in trouble. No, he knew they were about to knock on his door, which is he wasn't able to run out of the house fast enough. They're going to knock on his door? or would they, I mean, could they at least ring the doorbell? Let me describe this to you. Frank, oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's uh, scaringly accurate. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. 
it's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Yo, Sway Calloway, Sway in the morning, world famous, wake up, show MTV, we worldwide. Welcome to Slam Radio. This is where they get busy. All right, I think all the levels are set. Showtime. Now, right now. You're listening to Eliminate Your Limits, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, this is uh, Brian and Kerry. We're worldwide. This is where we get busy. Is that what he said? Who is that? Sway? Sway Callahan? That's Sway Calloway. How do you guys know? Like, how do you retain all of that? I just heard him say it. Sway Calloway. Is he a basketball player? So Sway Calloway. You're not familiar with Sway Calloway? Sway no, Calloway started Frank, his career. we've been through this one before. He started, oh, my bad. So he started his career as an MTV VJ, and uh, he's been hosting a morning show on Shady on Shade 45 uh, for quite some time, and he just got inducted into the Hall of Fame, actually, into the Radio Hall of Fame. Oh, that's cool. I want to get inducted to the Radio Hall of Fame. <laughs> Better get too. busy with this Eliminate Your Limits. This is where we get busy. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize I used that word. <clears throat> what? Busy? busy? After that was the intro. Yeah, Sway Calloway. <laughs> He's busy. That's a great name. Sway Calloway? Sway yeah, the morning, world famous, wake up, show MTV worldwide. Welcome to Slam Radio. This is where they get busy. This is where we get busy. I think my eyebrow. The whole thing is you got to say busy aggressive. So you try it. No, I don't One want time. to. One I time. don't, I One don't time. like being aggressive. Busy. Okay, that was this is where we get busy. That, like, just listening to you with that effort in your voice <laughs> makes me tired. You got to curl your lip and everything. Busy. Busy. No, it's just, no, it's just. I was, sometimes I just wish you all could be on our side with what we're, what's going. Our son, who is on the other side of us, who produces the show from our from our home studio, um, just made the funniest face at us. I don't even know what it he, was. He was getting busy. He's doing it again. Oh. What are we talking about? Threat? Are you under threat? Are you at the poop store? We are. Also, can I say one more thing? It's it's like we have six segments every every episode, and they fly by. It's not what I was going to say, but that's a cool comment too. We have six segments every episode, and it's like the fifth segment is when I find my groove. Really? I feel grooved. Really? Maybe it's because of the first four segments, I just spend time getting busy. Grooves in heart. You know, remember that song? <laughs> Who sang that? Somebody tell. No, no, that was the name of the song. That was B-52s. B-52s. No, no. 
It wasn't it wasn't B52s or vanilla ice. If someone in Facebook Live, who's saying that? Groove is in the heart. Dun, dun. No, but that is that song by B52. Not B52s, no? I'm telling you right now. But someone in Facebook Live is going to bail us out. All right. Uh, let's get to um, whatever we're talking about. <laughs> I got, I just got, I got distracted. So I love, okay. Okay. I love doing live because you get to flow with being live. And, and the thing about being live is you don't have to be perfect. And if you're trying to be perfect live, it's never going to happen. Not perfect. The, reason, is I, I, the reason I'm saying that you got to stop doing that. Sorry. It's hurting my soul. <laughs> um, Frankie, uh, Frank just messaged me to tell me that he's leaving us in the hands of his amazing student, Angel. I think that was the name. Oh, right, um, But it, I love it. Welcome, Angel, who is going to be producing us from Slam Studios. Love it, this cross support that's going on. Angel the Bangel. Um, by the way, everybody who can't see the studio at Slam, uh, Angel is a student at Slam because in case you didn't know, Slam Radio is run and operated by the students of Slam Miami. That's how come it's historic. Yes. First ever uh, nationally broadcast radio station produced exclusively by high school students. And they're awesome people on top yes, of it all. I agree. Man. Um, okay. Should we keep going? Let's keep going. Okay. Stephen Head has it. It was delight. Okay. So. Carrie says I don't care anymore. <laughs> and we're on to another topic. No, but let's dive into. Okay. So we talked about how do we navigate threat, stress, emotional reactivity, that overflow, that combustible moment, whatever wow. you want to call it, the bad day. Poop store. Right? Because I had a bad day. Right? Take it one down. What do we do with that? Um, we just talked in the last segment about how to identify your threat profile. Yes. Go back and listen to that. This segment is all about how to indu in, like introduce into your life best practices around mindset and life habits that will help to mitigate that threat on a daily basis for the rest of your life. Because here's one of the things that, one of the things that drives me crazy about personal development in, at large is that people like really, really have not internalized the fact yet that personal development, mindset, emotional well-being, finding balance, so to speak, mitigating stress, this is not an eight week program to a stress-free life. Well said. This is your life. Well said. Life is, balance is something, and I'm gonna use the word balance instead of mitigating threat here because really it's it's a game of balance, right? And and this is a lifelong thing because you, okay, you've done the eight week program. Oh, you're stress-free now you feel better. But in, in eight months from now, when the world comes crashing down around you, what are you gonna do, right? And, and so if there's one message that I really, really wish I could get people to sink their teeth into is that this is supposed to be a lifestyle, right? All of these things we're talking about, the more that you bring it into your life as a practice every single day, the, the happier you're going to be. Happier. The more stress-free you're going to be. More stress-free. The less bad days you're going to have. Less busy you're going to get. Do you want to add anything to that? No, I think I want to hear the list. Okay, so, so this isn't so much a list. What, what I really want to do is that you, you really want to look to ask yourself on your day, in your day-to-day -day process, what can you bring into your life that is going to allow you to mitigate that threat? Now, Brian already talked about a bunch of them. Sleep, yes. nutrition, Massive. movement, Massive. hydration. Was, journal. Journal. Be introspective. And, and the journal actually ties me into the, my first one, which are, is obviously our four pillars. Yes. Right? Like, I, I think that 
Um, a best practice around mindset is absolutely imperative because you get to own the narratives that are going on in your head. You're, you're able to catch, like, that's how we catch when we're in a threat state, yes. right? By being present and journaling. So that's number one. The second one is what I would refer to as connection ports, mm -hmm. or not I, we would refer to as connection ports. And, and for those of you listening who aren't familiar with what connection ports are, they're, think about your cell phone, right? As your cell phone's battery is dying, you're very quick to plug that in so it doesn't die all the way. But you're not doing the same thing for yourself. So your energy, your battery on a daily basis, you might wake up I want to say you might wake up with a fully charged battery, but the truth is I don't think many people do. Agreed. Right? So you might wake up with your battery at 80%. And then as things happen throughout the day, that percentage starts to come down. And it could be that by the end of the day, in some cases, maybe by 12 o'clock, your battery percent is flashing at 2%. Yeah. Right? So I want you to look at yourself as your cell phone. You would not, I, does anybody know anybody paranoid about their cell phone dying? I know people, everybody, it's yeah. Like people get freaky about that, everybody, but can you try to internalize yourself as your cell phone battery and connection ports are in essence, it's our plug-in cable to make sure that we're keeping our battery energized yeah. and doing those on a daily basis because, or on a semi-regular basis at the very least, because we all have things. And the way that I love to describe connection ports, is like, what can you do that you lose time in? Yeah. You find joy, it's fluid, it's, it charges you up, right? And I'd love to give those examples for, for both of us, some of our examples, sure. because for me, the four pillars, connection ports and everything you said are like, wow, that's big bang for your buck of what you can integrate every day. Yeah. So talk a little bit about your connection ports. Well, I'm gonna start by doubling down because you were very kind when you said every day and then you kind of reduced it to at least somewhat frequently. I'm gonna double down and say every day. No, that's fine. Like every day, look at life is you pay some bills and then you die, right? Like how, how do you not make yourself a priority every single day? You're gonna regret that you didn't. Right. Big time at some point, if you don't already. Oh, I agree. So look, these are lifestyles. Like your lifestyle should include hydration. It should mm -hmm. include quality food. It should include daily movement, et cetera, et cetera. But one of my connection ports, um, first, my first, I mean, I have a few, but one of them is um, my journaling process every morning. I don't feel quite complete. I don't feel quite centered unless I open up my journal. I spend usually between... 45 to 90 minutes, depending on what I'm feeling and thinking and want to write down that day. But it's a lengthy process. And I guess lengthy is relative, but I don't shortchange it. Mm -hmm. So between 45 and 90 minutes every morning, that's how my morning starts. Right. Um, and that's a huge connection port for me. It, it, it centers me. It, it makes me feel very um, in control of myself and my life. Right. So Okay, I'm gonna do something here. Right. I'm gonna tell you my daily connection ports, but then I'm gonna give you one that's more of a sporadic, like, cause you know, if you're connect, one of your connection ports is traveling, for example, yeah. maybe you can't, you probably can't travel every day, Sure. right? So there's a variety of different ways we can get connection ports, right? So my daily connection ports, are journaling, getting ready for the day, um, communication time with my family, my puppy dogs, Oh, the oh, my doggies. Every They're so day, cute, those little doggies. Every day ends with the dogs in my lap, yeah. right? These are my daily connection ports. And, and I'll even interweave them into my day. Like if I'm having a day where my threat is a little bit high, I will, I will cuddle on our baby doggy more. I will, I will snuggle into Maxwell and, and seek that connection in the middle of the day. So it's almost like I'm recharging my battery as the day goes on. Right. One of my newest connection ports that I absolutely have fallen in love with is making cakes. 
Yes, oh my gosh. that's a great point, actually. I love baking cakes. It's something like, because I want you to understand, like, I want you to identify it's something you can lose time in. It's mm. something that, because baking a cake for some people would be very stressful right yeah, of course baking a cake for me is like it's like the equivalent of painting it's yeah. it's freedom it's flowing and you know i'll bake a cake once a week and and just being in that space i mean i think sometimes it takes me four and a half hours to bake a cake with and, all a to z and the cakes are good and and so Ooh, it's, it's good. you know it's not about baking a cake every week for the responsibility of it because i have to give a cake to someone i do it because i love it yeah. right so you can look at yourself um, from a daily basis and also like how can you surge in that like once a week I can do this yeah. you look at it just look at it as this nozzle that's constantly being bombarded and therefore inching towards full capacity right so it is a lifestyle it is daily but there are things you can throw in like baking cakes that are more intermittent once a week right. the whole game is to just keep that nozzle down or down regulating or stable Right. That's the key, 100%. right? I want to add one more thing because you talked about baking cakes. I'd rather stick a pen in my eye than bake a cake. Okay. But, but here's the, but this is why it's, okay. You give me a hundred success gurus and 99 of them will tell you the only way to succeed is to make sure you, you don't watch TV. Successful people don't watch TV as, I, an, I, as, as an example. Okay. We're pretty successful. Mm -hmm. We watch TV every night. Mm -hmm. But here's the, here's the denominator I want you to play with. Mm -hmm. Is it restorative for you or is it wasting time? Right. You can watch TV wasting time. 100%. But for Carrie and myself, after our day is done, our kids are in their own room. We sit on the couch with just candle lights in a nice dark living room overlooking Miami um, with our dogs in our laps. And we watch about an hour of a movie. And that is a really salubrious time for us. Mm -hmm. So when you're deciding what's salubrious to you, number one, don't listen to anybody else because they don't know you. And there's no such thing as successful people do this, but not that, yeah. okay? The second thing is you have to self-determine if it's truly salubrious or if it's just avoidance. Mm -hmm. I watch TV because I don't want to do anything else, right. right? If you make those determination, who cares what the quote unquote success, success experts say. Right. Uh, Shauna just asked if a connection port can also be a threat. So she likes cooking, but doesn't like uh, the idea. Uh, she gets stressed about creating a perfect meal. So I would say no, right? Like, so if a connect, if a connection port brings you threat, it's not a connection port. Agreed. The, the, a connection port is ultimate freedom, ultimate, like just being in that flow state, you know, that we talk about. And, and I really like what you said, because I think that's so important to, to recognize that everybody connections board are very different. Yes, and, we, and, and I think that as a society, we try to create this generic list. Yeah. Do this, 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 and this. But I don't want to do this, 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 and this. Yeah, you know what's funny about that? So we live in Miami, North Miami. And we live in a, in a I'll just be brutally honest. We live on a five-star resort, mm -hmm. right? So we're one of the only full-time tenants in this resort that usually caters to tourists, right? It's lush, it's gorgeous, it's amenity rich. Um, and maybe one of the greatest perks is that a short elevator ride downstairs drops us off to the pool deck, mm -hmm. which has a grand total of like 10 pools and seven hot tubs, okay, gorgeous. And it overlooks the Atlantic Ocean. If you take the elevator down just a few more levels, you're actually on the Atlantic Ocean. You get off the elevator, you open a door and you're on the Atlantic Ocean, right? When we first moved here, we almost, pressured ourselves 
to avail ourselves of those amenities and that beach slash ocean mm -hmm. every single day because isn't that what you're supposed to do? Right. You live on the beach. You should be on the beach every single day mm -hmm. until we realized it just actually wasn't a huge connection port for us at the time. It comes in and out. It kind of evolves in right. and out. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, a, it, we, we didn't struggle with that, but we had to remind ourselves that other people's definitions of what gives us peace and lowers that threat response it is not our definition. 100%. Right? So that's and important stuff. When we come back, because Frank just gave us the twirly world, when we come back, if you are having a bad day today and you're stuck in the thick of it or tomorrow or the next day, here's how to reactively take care of yourself. I'm not going to lie. This might be the most important segment of our entire show. If you're in the poop store right now, about to check out with your poop bag, <laughs> what can you do? to mitigate that horrendous feeling. Yeah. All right, back after the break, you're listening to Eliminate Limits with Brian and Carrie on Sirius XM 145. I found a radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I get it, your desk has been there for you, holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of a stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit stoptextsstoprex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Josh Gordon is suspended after his fiasco for violating terms of conditional reinstatement. He tried to play that one off by saying, I'm going to step down. All of a sudden, it caught up to him mighty fast. He failed a drug test, didn't he? And he was predicting he was having mental health problems by virtue of knowing he was in trouble. No, he knew they were about to knock on his door. Which is, he wasn't able to run out of the house fast enough. They're going to knock on his door? Or would they, I mean, could they at least ring the doorbell? Let me describe this to you. Frank is... Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I, that, that, that's uh, scaringly accurate. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. 
So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, putting it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. All right, I think all the levels are set. Showtime. Now, right now. You're listening to Eliminate Your Limits, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Angel is producing like a boss. Shout out to Angel and Slam Serious Radio. Wow, so close. <laughs> and Slam Studios just bringing us in like a pro. Let me tell you something. Frankie's got the, the wave in. I liked Angel's better. He's also got the point, but Angel's countdown. He gave us a three, two, one, and a go. Don't tell, don't tell Frank, okay? He's going to hear this. He's going to be wondering, why am I taking his job now? Yeah, you're going to take Frank's job. Oh, man. Okay. That was awesome. Okay. Oh, Carrie's getting serious. Okay. Carrie's not playing. Can we? Do Carrie's this? getting busy. Oh, I don't like that. It's so aggressive. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Claire Farley's still watching on Facebook Live, just like I told you she would be. You know, I wonder how many people. So, okay, I when I whenever we say somebody's watching live, I assume that they're sitting down watching. Yeah. Like I would never be able to do that. I could put it on and move around the house. I no. do not sit still and listen to things well. We are so incredibly watchable. It's crazy. Awesome. Okay. Do you want to know why we're so uh, watchable? Yeah. Because we get busy. He finds, he finds like the phrases that just bug me. My new favorite thing is making Angel smile. I just decided right, right he's now. He's a nice smile. Got a great smile. Look at that. Look at that smile. <laughs> okay. All okay. right. If you're at the poop store, here's what you do. Okay. And you're having a bad day. <laughs> okay. No, but seriously. So. So I'm gonna give you a little bit of a back. So no wait, stop, carry, rewind. Eh. Okay, we have covered. How do I identify your threat profile? We have covered daily best practices in order to continually balance your threat profile. Nice. Now we are gonna talk about what to do when you are in the thick of it. The poop okay? store. The overflow has happened. So you might define this for yourself as, sorry, somebody just put a funny emoji in there. <laughs> you might define this as an anxiety attack, a panic attack. Yeah. You might anxiety, you might identify this as um, um, like overwhelmed. Feeling whatever depressed, the case may be. incredibly sad. It might sad. come in heart racing, tears, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? Tears is go anger. So um, interestingly enough, I actually had an experience last week where I, I was in the gym and one of my clients texted me and was like, and, and this person actually has had a significant amount of threat in the last couple of uh, weeks they messaged me and they're like oh my gosh i feel like i'm having a panic attack 
I'm shaking. My heart is racing. What do I do? And, and it was interesting because what she was trying to do was she was actually trying to rationalize for herself and, and talk herself into believing why everything was okay. Yep. And this is what I told her and everybody heed this advice. Heed it. When you are in that state of major overwhelm, flow, panic, etc., threat, trying to rationalize with yourself is not gonna work. Not gonna work. There's there's no amount of convincing yourself there that everything's gonna be all right because the problem is is that your narrative will just take over and convince you it won't. Correct. Your only job when you're in that state is to get out of it. Yes. That's it. That's all. So you're in a panic state. You're in an overwhelmed state. Your only job is to get out of it. Okay. Now. Here is a list of things that I can tell you are things, they might not work for everybody, but I can tell you factually that they're not things that are gonna mess with you. Because, go ahead. Nope. Because there are some things like that, you know, are more specific to the individual person, right? Go ahead. Because this is not the Brian show, and it's not the Carrie show, it is the Brian and Carrie show, what I thought would be fun if we went back and forth. Because sure. I got four things that are tried, tested, true, and they work for me every single time. And like Carrie said, they may or may not work for you because I've learned how they work for me, but they're not going to hurt you. So if you find yourself in that uber threat position, take any one of these and experiment to see if they help. Okay. So I'm going to give you one more piece of information to go with that. How do you know if they're working or not? Okay. If you do this thing and it actually accelerates your physical responses that you're experiencing, it's not helping. Correct. If you do the thing and it soothes you and starts to bring your heart rate down, et cetera, et cetera, it's helping. Yep. So what I always tell people is to navigate through them. Try, doesn't work, try, doesn't work out. Remember, your only job is to get out of it. Exactly. Okay. So one of the first things that you can do, and this is going to sound, this might sound in your brain like it's counterintuitive, but um, get yourself into a dark room under a heavy blanket and actually lie in the fetal position. Now you might think that that sounds like, okay, this is kind of weak. Why am I doing that? Kind of wussified. <laughs> right? But it actually is a way to, to bring down the nervous system, to calm it down, to you know soothe, et cetera, et cetera. If you have a weighted blanket, you can even try that. Put a weighted blanket over you. So for some people that's so powerful. It's one of the things that you can do. Just remember, your only job is to feel better right now. All right, you ready for my number one? Yeah. This was the number one for me. Yeah. Darken the room, get horizontal, and put a weighted blanket over yourself. Awesome. Now, but I, I'm actually, because let me tell you something, that is the most powerful one for me. Mm. And number one, I want to I want to make this conditional, okay? Maybe, and we're being pragmatic, maybe you don't exist in a world where that's possible for you at two o'clock in the afternoon. Don't rule out the possibilities though, because I have had several very high powered managerial CEO type personal clients in my life who we have found out ways of how to do exactly that. Mm -hmm. They will take a 10 minute break. They will go to their car. In their car, they will have a weighted blanket and a blindfold mm -hmm. and they will shield their eyes and they'll put the weighted blanket on and they'll recline their chair. Yep. 10 minutes later, they're feeling better. Yep. I have had one client who used to crawl underneath his desk, mm. put on his weighted blanket and his blindfold and just be there for about five minutes. Right. The whole thing is to calm your physiology. Yeah, 100%. So don't, 
don't take this one and say, well, I couldn't do that because of X, Y, or Z. We have made that one work for more people than you could possibly imagine. 100%. And, and I really want to reinforce again, because I think that that visual can, for some people can seem, it might, they might be identifying that as weak. This is not your state you're living in. No. It's, it's really about breaking that, that reaction in the moment. It's, okay? a, okay, it's about getting out of, out of threat. Yeah. Your, your, your threat bucket is overflowed. Your neurology is heightened. You're having anxiety. You're having heart palpitations. Uh, you're having extreme anger, you're having extreme sadness. The game is not to change everything right now. The game is to calm your physiology down so that you can regain some control. Um, the second one, and um, this one is, well, the second one is get simple sugars into your body, yes, carbohydrates. Good one. So it's actually, so has anybody ever noticed that you crave sweets or sugars or carbs? when you are in high stress positions. Yep. So interestingly enough, what you need to know, this is now this is not an excuse for you to go off on benders on your nutrition all the time, but when the brain perceives that the body is in threat, it actually craves the sugars as a way to regulate the system. Yeah. So I had like what I did with this client that I spoke about last week, I asked her if she had eaten that day and she's like, no, I haven't. I said, and she was like, I said, okay, get some carbs into your system. And she goes, okay, I'm going to have toast with peanut butter. And I was like, good, slap some honey on it. Yep. Get those simple carbs into your system. Your brain is asking for them for a reason. And it'll help bring you down along with that, of course, hydration. If you haven't been, you have, you're not hydrated, have some water. Those two things well together done. will be powerful. I'm not going to give my second. I'm going to contribute to the one you just said. Mm -hmm. So I'm a power lifter. And if you're not familiar, powerlifting is a very, very intense sport with a lot of intensity in the gym. The number one thing, the second I'm finished my workout, I mean, within minutes of being finished my workout, the very first thing I do is I get honey into my system via tablespoon. Right. I don't put it on to, I just eat honey. There's two reasons for that. Number one, it's a very quick, easily absorbable sugar that starts to refill the, the muscular glucose that I expended during my workout, which is important for my sport. But secondarily, the training for powerlifting increases my physiological threat. Mm -hmm. It increases my neurological threat. I don't want my brain to perceive that threat the wrong way. And the brain will crave carbohydrates when it's under threat. So I feed it honey immediately when I'm done to regain some of that neurological space. Very important. But, well, I gotta do mine. Oh, sorry, you said you were gonna do that first. I was confused. That's okay. My second one, okay? Yeah. But you gotta go back into the archives of this show. What we talked about not more than, I don't know, half an hour, 45 mm -hmm. minutes ago. That one of the things that's very, very, very common when you're experiencing neurological threat mm -hmm. is you become incredibly sensitive to sound, light, noise, et cetera, mm -hmm. right? For me, I don't tend to get overly sensitive to light, but I do get very sensitive to noise. Mm -hmm. The look at, we have two dogs and three teenagers in this house. Noise is not atypical. Right. On a given day, I, I, it doesn't bother me. I couldn't care, I don't even notice it, right? But when my threat is high, I start to experience that noise differently. Mm. Listening to my kids uh, yip at each other or nag at each other, listening to the dogs play wrestle, all of a sudden starts leaving me feeling very anxious. So you know what you do? You go to the uh, CVS, you go to the pharmacy, you buy a pack of like 20 earplugs for $3. When you feel like you're in a neurological threat position, put earplugs in. Mm just the uh, disposable ones. You kind of mush them up, you put them in your ears, 
You leave them there 15 or 20 minutes. You are going to start feeling soothed immediately. Nice. So that's my second one. It's the most effective, second most effective one for me. Nice. I love it. Um, so I just want to say something because I just, you said something and I said it before. And I want to remind people because you just said you're going to start feeling soothed immediately. And mm -hmm. I said it in the last segment as well. I want to remind you all because I know people, this is what I do. This is what we do. People are going to say, oh, but you said I was going to feel better, Carrie, when I ate sugar and I don't feel better now. Right? Like, so hear me out. If you case you missed it, here's a list of the things. Cycle through them. Keep trying. Keep going. Right? Because sometimes for me, going into a dark room doesn't work. Yeah. And I need to actually do the next one that I'm talking to you about. Right? So we're equipping you with so much to be able to take action. I'm going to add one more piece of commentary to that. We're not suggesting, and this is really critical, we're not suggesting that if you have a tablespoon of honey, whatever was bothering you is going to stop bothering you. Right. Okay. What we're suggesting is that there's a difference between being bothered and being a neurologically threat right. uh, experience. Right. The sugar, the dark room, the weighted blanket, the earplugs, they're meant to physiologically start to soothe the system. 100%. We're not saying the bother is going to be taken away, mm -hmm. but the reaction to the bother right. can start being decreased immediately, which is necessary. 100%. Um, my, my next one, and I'm just going to, I think we're probably going to wrap up, if I'm not mistaken, I'm with, before we can get to them all. <laughs> but uh, my next one, and I have a joke with this one with, with people, walk the crazy out is what we call it. <laughs> but move. Yes. Go for a walk, preferably yes. outside in the sunshine. When energy is in motion, it's flowing out instead of staying stagnant. Yes. Like, and here's the thing: like, you've got to appreciate. No part of you is going to want to do any of these things, except for maybe eat candy, right? No part of you is going to want to actually go out for a walk. Move move, 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 take a walk, just get mo going in motion and see if it starts to make you feel better. You know, I, yeah, that's I, a good Because I'm saying it's not necessarily gonna work, but if you go to lie down in the dark room in the weighted blanket, it actually increases your, your threat. Maybe what you need to do is go move. Yeah. And so for me, that's a huge one. Like just, I just start walking. I just start walking, I don't think energy's flowing. So I always, like I said, we always make the joke, walk the crazy out, but there's, there's value to that. Go and walk, go and move. Yeah, I just add punctuation by saying that, um, and sometimes going for a walk or moving at large is going to feel like the most impossible thing in the entire totally. world. So, and I've been there before many yeah. times. Yeah. Um, my third one, if you have the occasion and ability to do so, take a nap. Mm. Take a nap. Go and lie down for 20 or 30 minutes and try to fall asleep. Yeah. Um, when you are in a threat condition, your, your brain and your, your nervous system are trying to regulate the best they can, but they are under massive attack. Yep. One of the best ways to nullify that attack is to shut it all down. Yep. And by the way, it may sound counterintuitive because if I'm so stressed, I couldn't possibly fall asleep. You might be surprised mm -hmm. because the brain is craving the ability to shut down. Right. So taking a nap for 20, 30, 40, 60 minutes actually is my number three go-to because mm -hmm. it really recenters. I totally agree with that one. Um, so, and these ones kind of come back to, um, I, I'm actually going to give the last two that I have right now. Um, number one, do the four pillars. Yeah. You, well, I, said, it, I was going to say count your wins. Give it a try, right? Like maybe doing a journal dump and dumping out everything might help, right? Do the wins. For example, the other one is try and do a connection port, mm. bake a cake. 
if that's one of your connections. Make a cake. But, but those things, they're more on the side of like immersive. They, they might, those ones require maybe a little bit more work and a little bit more effort. It might feel less appealing, but those things have been known to help as well. I so, agree. There you go. My so, last one was count your wins. Well, you take, you take a journal, grab a piece of paper, get a pen, and just start to enumerate the things in your life that are going your way, mm -hmm. that are actually good, just to, it helps you find a little perspective and it can make some of that neural tension just dissipate somewhat. Absolutely. Remember, the game is not to fix everything. Exactly. The game is to cessate that neural overload that is creating a toxic response in your body. 100%. And the, look, it, it all starts with interruption, mm -hmm. which is the lifestyle of having these things present in your life every day. So you never get into massive threat responses. Right. But if you do, you can interrupt all of that mm -hmm. by any one of these eight suggestions we've given you today. Give them a shot, the more powerful than you might realize. Yeah. This was fun. I, I loved today's show, mostly because I got to play practicality queen. I really had fun. <laughs> Me too. Big ups to Claire Farley in the UK, who was the sole survivor on our Facebook live stream. She's been here since minute one. Elisa SC is here as well. Elisa also in Alberta, Canada is the sole survivor. I guess they're not sole survivors anymore. And let's raise the roof oh Woo -woo for Angel. Angel killed it producing our last segment. I got the smile and the thumbs up from him. You know what we did on Eliminate Your Limits with Brian and Carrie today? We got busy. We eliminated your limits. Thanks for watching. How do you not want to be here every single Monday starting at 12 Eastern until 2 Eastern when we give you the practicality, the good stuff, the bad stuff, the getting busy stuff, all the stuff. Love it. We'll see you next week. Everybody. See you next week, guys. Take care. <laughs>